Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. I'm your host, Pastor Harry, here on Block Talk, satansrapture.com.org, our uh, fan sites. And um, we're doing the show today uh, via Wi-Fi, and we may have some technical problems. It really should be done on an Ethernet cable, but we're doing the best we can. And I would like to welcome my new co-host, Lorraine, who has the faith and courage to do Doomsday Talk Radio with me. Welcome, Lorraine. Thank you, Pastor Harry. Thank you. And um, here's a little message from the angels in heaven. Because it it takes faith and it takes courage to do Doomsday Talk Radio. Okay. Okay. So here here we go. And as always. Can can I ask a question before we start? Sure. What What does it mean that Satan's rapture? Well, Satan, Satan is is a backup domain name that I had. And it was to be a book. And when this very evil person managed to steal our site, Escape 666 Bible Prophecy Revealed, I had to put a site up real quick. And because I had that secure domain name, we just put the okay site name has nothing to do with the fact that hello yes hello you it hear has me? nothing to do with like yeah it has nothing to do with like we're not worshiping satan or anything here right no we have nothing to do with satan we worship god and well his... i was just wondering why it's called satan's rapture well because there were two rapture events, and when the first rapture happens for the faithful Church of Philadelphia, 
God's faithful remnant church, uh, Satan will take credit for it through the Antichrist. So I call it Satan's rapture. That's why. I see. Okay. 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 All right. But very soon, there won't be a satansrapture.com anymore because the transferred to the church of philadelphia.org okay because that it served its purpose it drew a lot of you know young people to the show and you know satan's rapture it's easy to remember but the time has come for it to be changed to the church of philadelphia.org okay Okay. Thank you. You know, churches and pastors run from questions because they don't have answers. And they know people won't like the answers if they told the truth. Well, we welcome questions. We've always welcomed questions. I mean, I welcome whatever questions people have in the scope of the show. I mean, if somebody wants to call up and ask me, What's my favorite kind of underwear? I'm not going to tell them. Well, I wear box. What the show's about. It's about Jesus, who he is, and the message he came, he brought to us. Okay, who is Jesus? Well, that's a good question. We're going to get into that today, as we always do. But as I always start the show off, Lorraine, I started off like this. Sad but true, pathetic but prophetic. This is the only radio, the only podcast, the only any cast Christian that I know of that is preaching the truth of the gospel from Revelation to Genesis and back again. And that truth into Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah. The son of a living God. Nothing to do with this pagan Trinity God. Okay. So but I think, I, I think that the, Jesus is. I, I don't want to interrupt you, but just to stop on that thought for a minute. So um, I'm keeping up with you with my questions and stuff. I believe that there's other people out there teaching just what you're teaching. Well, they're not. I mean, if you could you could show me one, I would listen to the show. I have never okay. heard one show that will openly and say the Trinity is fake and a lie, not from God. If you're worshiping the Trinity, you follow the devil in disguise. I've never heard that. I've never hear people say that Jesus is truly the son of a living God. I've heard people say, Jesus is the son of God, and the next breath, they'll flip it to God the son. But no, I, I've so never, I've never heard di- any. Can, uh, can you explain that, the difference between, I'm sorry, can you explain the difference between the Trinity and that belief and what you're, what you're talking about? I'm glad to. And to our faithful listeners out there, you see, 
with a really good co-host this time because she really asks questions. Oh and, no! <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't run from questions. I answer them. If I don't know the answer, I say I'll find it. But that's a good question. Okay. 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 We'll get into Santa Claus, the next second segment, and the destruction of this life that it really does to kids. But let's start with Jesus, because that's what this is all about. Okay. The Bible teaches us in the Old Testament that there is one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. By the way, we're having a broadcast problem right here with Wi-Fi, and I'm having a reverb. So I'm, I'm like, hearing myself speak, and it's very confusing, but I'll do the best I can. It's like if you were talking on the phone and you had an amplifier for your own voice. But we'll do the best we can till we get an Ethernet. And, okay, so now, a lot of people have told me through the years, Jesus as the Son of God, Jesus is of God, you're splitting hairs, it doesn't mean anything, what matters is to love God, well, blah, 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 but it's not true. Because Jesus is a specific person, identity, and Jesus came to build his church on this identity, upon who he is. And Jesus took his disciples to a private place, and he asked them, who am I? And some said, you may be a prophet of old, you may be Elijah, And suddenly, out of nowhere, Peter, his name was Simon at the moment, he blasts out, you are the Christ, Messiah, the son of a living God. Now, remember, Jesus and his disciples were all Jewish people, Hebrews, and they believed in the one God of Israel. Here, O Lord, your God is one God. And now here's Peter proclaiming that Jesus is the promised Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. And in that statement, we really see the wisdom of God. Because when you say son of God, and it's done every day, every church, every broadcast, anywhere you'll see for Christmas, and the next son of okay, God um, to I, God I, I the Son. I'm I'm losing you on on Jesus's identity. Okay, Jesus. Okay, I'll explain it very simply. Jesus okay. is not God. He never okay. taught that he's God. He never taught that he's God, the Creator of all. He taught he is the son of a living Now, mm-hmm. every human person on this earth has a human mother and father. The DNA 
from both father and mother are combined to create a human life in the womb. And God breathes life. And at about six weeks old, their heart starts to beat, formed and beat. And that's when I believe a child alive. So six weeks, they get a heartbeat, they're alive. When their heart stops beating, they're dead. Now, Jesus never had a human father and mother, nor did he always exist. Now, there was a point before time and space, before anything was, that there was only God. God, creator, the architect of life, existed. At one point, before creation, God did something amazing. He begot, brought into existence. That's what begot means. He begot a son from himself, and he created the son of God. So, moment in pre-creation, God became a father. Excuse me? Begot means what again? Begotten or begot means into existence to create. Like Noah begot a son. Lamech begot a son and named him Noah, which means respite. See, so that's what Jesus is. So Satan, when the early church started in Jerusalem, it was comprised of all Jewish people. And they clearly knew and wrote who Jesus was, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God of Israel. And the Holy Spirit didn't always exist. When God created Jesus, he also created the Holy Spirit. And then we read in Genesis that God sent the Holy Spirit to earth. And it said, and the Holy Spirit moved across the waters and darkness covered the earth. And the darkness comprehended him not. And when God said, let there be light, it means, and it also means that's when he gave birth to his son. So Jesus is not God. He is the only begotten son of God. Church, for the first 40 years, a generation In Hebrew, a generation is 40 years. So for the first two generations, the early church believed Jesus was the Christ, the son of a living God. There was no trinity. They never heard of a trinity. And then Paul became an apostle. We all know the story of Paul. He persecuted the church. He thought it was evil, and God knocked him off his horse and blinded him by the light. And then God healed his Paul became 
one of the most famous uh, evangelists of all times. So Paul okay, brought, well, well right. I, I, okay. I'm not sure if everybody knows who Paul is. That's a right assumption to think that everybody knows everything that you're talking about. Well, that's true. I mean, so... Paul I was mean, an apostle who brought... Okay, Paul was an apostle. And Jesus is the Son of God. He's not God himself. Is that what you're saying? No. Yes, he okay. and he never so talked to God. God. You have, okay, well, well what, do you, what, what Bible references are you referencing that he's not God? Every Bible, any Bible. No, I mean. Jesus never taught that he is God. He is the son of a living God. Can you give an example of what? Well, um, I'll give you an example. Okay. I'm a human male. I have a father. If it wasn't for my father, I would not exist. And there was a time when my father existed and was in the Navy and was fighting World War II, and I did not exist. And when my father, after the war, met my mother, and they had sex and had a child, and I was born. Okay, now Jesus is the son of God in every sense of the word son. There was a time when Jesus did not exist and time when only the father existed. And Jesus would not exist unless the father begot him. And Jesus himself acknowledges this. He gives full credit to his father. Everything that I know, the Father has shown me. I've been given all power and authority by my Father. If Jesus was God, all power and authority would be within him. And we would have two gods. And if the Holy Spirit is God, as the churches falsely say, there's three gods. So Christianity, by had degenerated and been corrupted into a trinity God. It's no longer God who begot a son to be the Savior and the Holy Spirit on earth, but a trinity God based on Hinduism. You have God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, three as one. When a person accepts they have a part of God. They're following Satan's counterfeit God. And so you're saying that, that the, the Trinity, excuse me, you're saying the Trinity teaching is uh, Satan's church? Is that what you're saying? The Trinity teaching is Satan's counterfeit, his false church. Later, Satan created, well, underground, Satan has his own church. Lucifer, but outwardly he corrupted and perverted Christianity into this Trinity God religion. And the reason it was so widely accepted is because the world hates Jews. 
There is an anti-Semitic thread throughout this world inspired by the devil. So the churches God. They didn't want a Judaic God with the begotten son. They wanted a Trinity God like all the pagan religions had. You see? And then they is the church fathers and the quote Christians. So from okay. 200 to 325 AD, the churches changed who Jesus is. They broke from the Judea of Christianity and paganized it. So step one was to turn Jesus into a Trinity God. Step two was to change the Sabbath day from Saturday that God gave to Israel to Sunday, the day the sun God is worshipped. And the last thing they did is change Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, in Greek, and later Jesus, or Jesus, in English. So Christianity today, Catholic and Protestant, is a false, counterfeit, paganized Christianity. And for one example, I'll take, pick any man out of a hat. Charles Stanley. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I can ask some I gotta ask something about the Sabbath day. So the Sabbath day okay. before you go on. The Sabbath day is uh the Jewish day uh worship on from Friday evening through Saturday, correct? Is this the Sabbath day that you're talking about that has been changed in the Catholic faith to Sunday? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, I am, Lorraine. Hold on. See, God gave Israel the Sabbath day, his day of rest. I'm having a lot of trouble with this reverb because I'm hearing myself talk. Like as I talk, well, I'm hearing normally. myself. Yeah, what? if you just talk normally because it sounds like you're like really, you're not, it doesn't sound like you're talking normally. Well, it's because of uh, the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, it's the Wi-Fi. It's it's not the way it normally is. It's it's actually slowing down my voice. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Because I thought, why is he talking so slow to me? Because he must think that I'm not getting it. (laughs) No, no, it's the Wi-Fi. I normally am pretty animated. Even my mother says, you got to be more animated. Get people more asleep. So I okay, just, until so, I get an Ethernet. So the first, the first thing, uh, okay, sorry. The first thing that the churches did is they changed the, um, identity. Changed the, the identity of Christ. They they uh, gave him of a Jesus. bad position. Is that what you're saying? The first thing that the churches did well, the devil offered and the church is accepted is to change from the son of a living God to a Hindu 
Trinity God. In fact, a man named Plot in Us, or Plot in Us, went to India, and he discovered the Hindu Trinity God of Brahma, the Creator, Vishnu, the Preserver, and Shiva, the Destroyer. And he brought it back to the early church fathers, 200 A.D., and they jumped right on it like a hungry okay. lion on a zebra. And that stuck. And he also taught a lie of salvation without struggle, which later became known as, well, for the Catholics, baptism of an infant into the body of Christ. And then later by Luther and the Protestants, salvation by faith alone. So that's okay. that's what that lie is. Um, okay. So, so that was so, step one. Okay, so that was step one, and then they changed the Sabbath day, and then they changed the Hebrew name of Jesus, you said? They didn't want any Judaic, Jewish, Hebrew connection to the Christian faith. So they trashed Jesus' true name, and they flipped it to Iosus in Greek, and later Jesus or Jesus in English. Jesus should have always been called Yeshua, and always should be. I okay. just don't. I don't use it much because the show is so hated that just adds more hatred. Oh, he's using the Jewish name. Now we can back. Okay, but let me ask ask some about the Jewish uh, Jewish calendar, biblical calendar. Year, this year is five thousand seven hundred eighty three, and we're in the month of uh, I believe it is uh, Kis Kislev, if that's yes. how you pronounce it correctly, right? December, yeah, and we're yeah. in the Hanukkah right now. It's like the uh, third day of Hanukkah right now today, and um, but the so the the Old Testament is made up of the Torah, which is the the books of what the Jewish people have taught for fifty seven hundred years, right? Exactly. So with so, that, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, ex- exactly. Hanukkah was the festival of lights. It's a miracle that God did when they ran out of oil in the temple, and the oil lasted eight days until they got more to dedicate the temple and possibly in all the Jewish homes. Because at the time, the Maccabees, the Jewish soldiers, were at war with the Greek uh, king. And eventually, Israel won the battle and they regained their temple and their holy land. Okay, so, so but the the books of the the Old Testament are from the Jewish books, correct? Yes. Okay, so then the New Testament is was written after Christ, correct? Well, let's use so, the word so, Jesus. Don't use the word Christ because when the Antichrist comes, he claims to be Christ to the Christians. I see. So let's okay. use the okay. word Jesus or Yeshua. Okay. Whichever okay. you want. Okay, Jesus. 
Okay, the Jesus. New Testament is after the after the death of Jesus, right? Or I mean, after the birth of Jesus, right? Before Testament Christ was written. Well, the New Testament started to be written about 15 years, 20 years after Jesus ascended into heaven, after his ministry was completed. Started, I believe, with the source, meaning his right, his words. And then later, as people were coming to Jesus and you're converting to Christianity for their sins and receiving Jesus as the Son of God, they wanted to know more. They wanted to know what the life of Jesus, his ministry. So they, the uh, apostles wrote it. Mark wrote the first gospel, the synoptic gospel, it's called. Matthew wrote a longer version. And then Luke said he's rearranging the events in the correct order. And later, and probably Mary Magdalene collaborated to write the Gospel of John. So the Gospel was written 20 and 35 years after Jesus ascended to heaven. And later okay. it was translated into Greek. What well, was first written in Greek and later translated into Latin and English. Okay, where does Hebrew come in at? Originally, his words were written in Hebrew, but because Greek was the popular language of the day, because the Jews were driven from Jerusalem, the gospel was written in Greek. And some of the meaning is lost because the Greeks believed God to the Greeks was a pantheon of 12 gods. And the Trinity God, Israel, was one here, okay. O Israel. The Lord your God is one God. Okay, so Israel and the Jews believe that there's only one God, and the ones that believe in Jesus as being the Messiah, they believe that he is the Son of God, correct? Well, some do, most don't. Most accept uh, this Trinity God, the Jews for Jesus movement in Israel. They actually believe in the Trinity. To the Knesset, the Hebrew court, they believe Jews for Jesus is a conversion. And you can't return to Israel. So what does it do when when um, you're believing in three and one in the same purpose and accord, and you're giving them the the position of all God, all knowing, all everything, all together. Is that what the thing is? Or um... well, they're well, they're claiming. You see, it's anti-God, anti-Old Testament. God is not three personalities or three beings in one. That's not who God is. There's a Godhead. And the Godhead is God, the Father, who became the Father. His Son, Jesus, His only begotten Son, and the Holy Spirit on earth. So it's one God. God is defined as having no beginning. No always existed. Jesus did not always exist. 
He was brought into existence by his father, God. Okay, so, but when 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 all authority is given to Jesus, that doesn't make him God. That just gives him the authority. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. If Jesus was God, he would have all authority and power given any power. The Father, God, Y-H-B-H, Yad-Heh-Vav-Heh, has all power within himself and always did. So is what you're saying is he didn't take a piece of himself, because I've heard it preached, where he's taking a piece of himself and he came down and he was born of flesh and then, you know, walked the earth. And this is like God separating from himself, you know, separating into two parts of that part. And then the Holy Spirit came down and descended upon him and said, this is my son in who I am pleased, right? So that, right. that kind of, that way that they explain it really doesn't make any sense anyway, right? No, the tr- any way you try to explain the Trinity, it makes no sense because it's nonsense. It's a lie. God did not walk the earth. God was not born in a manger. The Son of God, the Son of a living God, was the Holy One of Israel. And you know what? We're going to take a quick break, and we come back. We're going to look at who Jesus' enemies, and then we're going to get back to this horrific lie of Santa Claus. So we'll be right back. And I don't talk this slow. There's something wrong. Wi-Fi does not broadcast. Right. Hold on. We'll be right back. Hold on. Find this song. Uh, Where is this song? Hold on. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Fixing blitzing on his reindeer, pulling on the reins. Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. Hang your stockings and say a prayer, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, riding down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that's filled with toys for boys and girls again. Here's those sleigh bells, jingle jangle, what a beautiful sight. Jump in bed and cover up your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, riding down Santa Claus Lane. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor, boy loves you just the same. Santa knows that we got children, that makes everything right. Fill your hearts with Christmas cheer, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Well, here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, riding down Santa Claus Lane. He'll come around when a child ring out his Christmas morn again. Peace on earth will come to all if we just follow the light. Let's give thanks to the Lord above, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Yeah, hello and welcome back to Doomsday Talk Radio. Well, that song (laughs) is demonic and it's blasphemy. 
Thank God for Santa Thank God for Satan. Santa, Santa, Satan created Santa. Look at the name Santa. You move the end to the end of Santa and you get Satan. Santa Claus is one of the most destructive things you could do to a child. Santa Claus has become ritualized child abuse. And it's, it's horrible. And, you know, in 1930, Coca-Cola Corporation, which is an Illuminati company, part of this global satanic elite, created the Santa Claus myth and introduced it to America. And here's what happened. The Jewish churches rejected the Santa lie. They're not going to promote this lie to their children. The Hindus, the Buddhists, the witches, the saints, the Muslims, all rejected the Santa lie. They won't lie to their children. Trinity churches jumped right on Santa, and it became synonymous with Christmas and Jesus. And the most destructive thing you could do to a child short of sexual or physical abuse, this is spiritual, psychological abuse, is to lie to your children about Santa. You're, they take Santa Claus and turn him into God. They, they give him God-like qualities. He knows all things. He sees all things. He's omniscient. He knows if you've been naughty or nice. And little children do their best to believe in Santa and follow Santa. In fact, in a world, Santa is a child's first religion, their first belief system to have it shattered like glass a few years later. And shattered with it is a parent's credibility. Because if you lie to your children about Santa, why should they believe you about Jesus? They don't. That's a good they may, they may say they do, but they don't. Terrible, horrific life. And it has no place in Christianity. So if you believe in the Trinity God, you're already worshiping the devil in disguise. So, of course, he's going to lead you to lie to your children about Santa. He's going to lead you to damage them forever for this life. But if you believe in the truth that Jesus is the son of the living God, you're and he will lead you away from the Santa lie. Or if you've been participating in it, the Holy Spirit will wake you up and say, stop this lie. Tell your children the truth. There is no Santa. There's Jesus born on the manger on Christmas Day. Well, he wasn't really born on Christmas Day, was he? Well, you know what I mean. You know, he was born no, I on don't. Uh, and, and No, I don't. And the people that are listening Christmas, might not know what you mean. Well, Christmas is synonymous with the birth of Jesus. Jesus was born on Christmas Day in a manger. 
as the Son of God, not part of a trinity, the Son of a living God. And he grew up to teach us the truth of God, to die on the cross for our sins, and to send back death to his Father in heaven. Third is down on here on earth, convicting men of their sins, leading us to come to Jesus as our Savior and follow God in spirit and truth, not in the Santa lie. And, you know, shame, shame, shame on the Christian leadership in the Western world and America because these preachers, these, quote, men of God, not and lie, do not denounce the Santa lie. See, that not only do they denounce the Trinity, they allow their flock to lie to their children about Santa. And they either promote Santa or they keep their mouth silent as the grave. But they don't have the faith or courage to speak the truth that said is a lie because they're double-minded. They love they love okay, God, so but they love God really too much. They love money too much, and that's the okay, problem. So re- okay, so what's really the harm here? We're talking the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, you know, all these fictional characters and stuff that are trying to teach uh, children virtues and character development and stuff like that. And then you got Santa Claus that comes in and he's he's teaching the spirit of giving. And yeah, no, granted, it's down a little far. No, yeah, in the spirit of giving, Santa is a yeah. lie. He he teaches nothing. If you're good, a little child gets good gifts. If you're bad, you don't get good gifts. But it's all a lie. And the Santa lie is all based upon the income of their parents. If a parent has a lot of money... The child will get the best gifts all they want. If a child's parents, they'll be limited in what gifts they can get. They're taught nothing but lies. The Easter bunny is a made-up lie. A bunny, a mammal that lays eggs, chocolate eggs, the tooth fairy, another lie, all reinforced by parents. And now... They came up with something even more satanic and evil for Christmas. The elf on the shelf. This elf watches you. It moves around the house. It, it watches you and reports to Santa if you're naughty or nice. So now you have a demonic toy that the parent moves around the house to fervor deceive their child. I mean, this is pure evil. Satan sits there laughing at these churches and their Santa Claus. It's pure evil. The churches love evil, and the pastors love money, and that's why they keep their mouths slammed shut or bring a Santa Claus right into their church. It's pathetic. Um, they even have a okay, Santa well, I, Claus. What's that? Pastor Harry, I watched your video from 36 years ago. Uh, 
<clears throat> when you burnt Santa Claus, the paper Santa Claus at the end of it. Well, and I mean, you uh, know, drag one out of a mall and people, burn them. Right. Well, some people might consider that like a witchcraft kind of thing. Um, you were kind of explaining that earlier before the show. Can you explain it again? Well, in, in the book of Acts, the early church that converted to Christianity, to Jesus as the Son of God, these people, a lot of them were deeply entrenched in magic and witchcraft. So they took 19. They took all their magic books, spell books, etc., put them in a big bonfire and burnt them. When you burn something, you're showing it's evil, you want no part of it, and you're finished with it. And that's why we burn the Satan effigy, to shock this Christian world and to show them, stop this evil, this abuse of it is ritualized child abuse, and sadly, it's something that almost every Christian child in America and the Western world has to endure. They must go through the Santa lie. They must be damaged. The damage is reinforced by Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairy. The child eventually realizes they've been lied to by everyone, which will cause anxiety and stress, probably anxiety disorders, ADD, and everything else. And then the parent expects the child to then believe them about Jesus. They lied about Santa for five years. Every question a child comes up with, the parent has a new lie for. Uh, uh, mommy, we don't have a chimney. How can Santa bring Um, He has a magic key to open all doors. Every, so as the child grows up and asks questions, more lies are told by Santa. So once a parent embarks on Satan's lie, on Satan's Santa, they have to keep lying. So Satan turns them into a lying box. It's pathetic. It's the most so, yeah, evil the father, thing I've ever seen. The father of lies is Satan, correct? The father of lies is Satan. He comes to rob, steal, kill, and destroy, right? right? So, yeah, what better way to do it in through the impressionable minds of children? You're absolutely right. I agree with you on this. Exactly. And I'll, I'll go a step further. Satan was in heaven. He was an archangel, Lucifer, the angel of music, and he saw God. God is described one time in the Old Testament as the Ancient of Days. Now, God on a throne as the Ancient of Days. Well, here's what God looked like. He was a Caucasian-like being with long white flowing hair and a beard and he was very large on the throne and very happy and smiling and Satan knows what God looks like and that's why he created in the image of God and that's why Santa has such power and they have taken children in tests and they showed them a white Santa 
a black Santa, and a Oriental Santa. And guess which Santa the kids are all rushed to? The white the, one. The white Santa, even black children. It's something programmed in our DNA itself. Did this? So Satan even created this godlike image in Santa well, Claus. I thought, I thought Satan was barren and he can't create anything. Well, Satan can take. He can take what he sees and make a lie. He's the father of all lies, so he creates lies. Lies is his creation. And music. Yeah, he's the father of all lies. Not all music is from Satan, right? What's that? Not all music is from Satan, is it? Satan is the angel of music. And that's why... Go ahead. Some people say that Satan and uh, uh, Jesus were brothers. I'm, I'm not Satan, but I mean... Uh, um, Lucifer and uh, Jesus were... Bro- well, th- well, that's what the Mormons believe. That's their fake okay. version of the Trinity. They're not- Jesus is the only begotten son of God. Lucifer was an archangel, along with Michael and Gabriel who was cast okay, out of so, heaven because he wanted to be God. So so Jesus is born of an incorruptible seed. What does it mean between incorruptible and corruptible? Corruptible means it can die and rot in the ground. Incorruptible immortal, it can never die. So from the time God, God begot a son from himself, he was incorruptible he can never die and when we're born of the holy spirit born from above by accepting jesus as the son of a living god we're born of an incorruptible seed and as we study god's word and do what jesus tells us that seed will have fruit So once we're born of incorruptible seed of Jesus, isn't it going back to that once saved, always saved scripture? No, no, not at all. Because one, if you accept the Trinity God, you're not born of God. You're born of Satan, of a lie. And just because we're born of follow Jesus every day, you have that are for God, not for Satan. We have to overcome evil and earn the crown of life. Or to make it even simpler, we have to pray and live the Lord's Prayer. And or I, else, thought, I, thought we, I thought we're saved by grace. No, we're forgiven by God's grace. But what do you do after you're forgiven? You have to follow Jesus. And be an overcomer. We're called to a new life. So forgiven isn't worthy of heaven. It's your first step into heaven, to be forgiven mm-hmm. of your past, mm-hmm. which is a good message. So what, I mean, what, yeah. is, what does a person have to do to be saved? How do they how do they now follow Jesus? I mean, well, uh, how do they become saved? And most of the churches you're saying are Trinity. 
space? Where do they go? What do they do? How do they do this now? Because you're well, on the radio. How do they do this? Well, forget the Trinity. When you come to God and accept that his true son died for your sins and ask God to forgive you, you were born from above. You were saved from your sins, from your past sins, from your past. Now you're called to a new life in Jesus with the Holy Spirit leading you. Okay, but then what about baptism? Doesn't it say to go forth and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? No, it doesn't. Are we talking water baptism here? Are we talking water baptism? Water, Water baptism is the outward sign of what God has done to a repentant believer. So the early church, maybe times a year, especially Easter, would baptize. And it was an opportunity for the repentant to show the world, to show their community, did they have accepted Jesus, a water baptism. Water baptism is an outward symbol of what God has done within. Okay. So, yeah. so now that you've spoken of, of uh, uh, Santa Claus and that big lie and stuff, do you celebrate Christmas? How do you celebrate Christmas? Uh, by the way, we have uh, six minutes left because I have the magic okay. clock. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I celebrate Christmas the way you should. Did We know Jesus wasn't really born on December 25th. That was the birthday of Mithra, of a pagan god, who was then changed by Constantine to a Christian god, Jesus, the son of God. I celebrate December 25th as the traditional birth of our Savior, the son of God. And I give a few small gifts to uh, my friends. And if I had a niece or nephew, I would give them a little gift and say, this is when the Son of God was born. And because the wise men brought him gifts, were really his burial gifts, we exchange gifts in remembrance of his birth. So that's what I, how I celebrate Christmas. Okay. Well, These thank are you. great questions, thank you, Lorraine. Thank you, thank you, Pastor Harry. This is pretty simple, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these are really great questions. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town, Santa Claus is coming to town, Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, and checking it twice, gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town Santa Claus is coming to town 